The Sixth Mansion, Chapter 7, of The Interior Castle. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Anne Boulay. The Interior Castle, or The Mansions, by St. Teresa of Avila. Translated by the Reverend John Dalton. The Sixth Mansion, Chapter 8. She speaks of a kind of grief which souls feel for their sins, on whom God bestows the favors mentioned in the preceding chapters, etc. You may think, perhaps, sisters, that those souls to whom our Lord so especially communicates himself will, on that account, be so secure in their enjoying him forever, as never to fear or bewail their former sins, and those particularly may think so, who have not obtained these favors. For if they have ever had them, and they came from God, they will understand what I say. But this is a great mistake, since the sorrow for sin increases still more, as more is received from God. For my part I believe that, till we arrive where nothing can disturb us, this sorrow will never leave us. True, it afflicts us more at one time than another, and likewise in a different manner. Such a soul does not remember the punishment she deserves for them, but how very ungrateful she has been to one to whom she owes so much, and who so greatly deserves to be served, since by these sublime favors which he communicates to her, she discovers so much the better the greatness of God. She is astonished at her boldness, she laments her disrespect, and her conduct seems so foolish that she never ceases to lament it, when she remembers how for such base things she deserted so great a majesty. She reflects much more on this than on the favors she receives, which being so great, as I have already mentioned, and shall have to mention respecting others which are to come, seem to be carried away by a swift stream, and removed at their time. The stream of her sins always appears like mud, and remains in her memory, and a very heavy cross it is. I know a person who, independent of her desire to die that she might see God, wished for death in order that she might not so frequently feel the torment she suffered, for considering her base ingratitude to him, to whom she was, and ever would be, so indebted. Hence she thought no one's faults could equal hers, because she knew there was none whom God had so patiently endured, and upon whom he had conferred so many favors. As to hell, they have no fear of it, but the fear of losing God sometimes troubles them exceedingly. This, however, is very seldom. All their fear is, lest God should forsake them, and take his hand away from them, and thus allow them to offend him. They are also afraid lest they fall into a state as miserable as they were ever in, for they take little care either about their own pain or glory, and if they desire not to remain long in purgatory, it is rather because they wish not to be absent from God during the time they remain there, than for the torments they are to endure. I do not consider it safe for a soul, however much she may be favored by God, to forget how she was sometimes in a miserable state, because though this be a painful thought, yet in many respects it is of great advantage. Because I have been so wicked, this perhaps is the reason why it appears so to me, and why I have the remembrance always in my mind. Those who have been good will have nothing to lament over, though there are always imperfections while we live in this mortal body. The pain is not relieved at all by considering that our Lord has already pardoned our sins, and forgotten them. It is even increased, 
by beholding such goodness and mercy bestowed upon one who deserves nothing but hell. I think that this must have been the great martyrdom which St. Peter and St. Mary Magdalene endured, for as they possessed so intense a love, and had received so many favors, and knew the greatness and majesty of God, so the remembrance of their sins must indeed have been a very great affliction to them, and they must have felt it very tenderly. You may likewise imagine that one who enjoys such high favors need not meditate on the mysteries of the most sacred humanity of Christ our Lord, because she is already wholly employed and exercised in love. On this point I have written elsewhere at length, and though I have met with opposition, and have been told that I did not understand the subject, because there are many ways by which our Lord conducts souls, and that after the beginnings have been passed, it is best to exercise oneself in matters relating to the divinity, and to avoid corporeal subjects. Yet they cannot make me acknowledge that this is a safe way. It may be I am mistaken, or that we all mean the same thing. But I saw that the devil thereby wished to deceive me, and I have suffered so much from his deceits, that I think it best here to repeat the same again to you, though I have often said it before. Great caution and care are necessary. See that for what I venture to tell you, you do not believe those who speak differently. I will endeavor to explain my meaning better than I have elsewhere, because if perhaps any one should have written on the subject, as I have been told, and should have entered at some length into it, he may have spoken well. But to speak on the matter in general terms to us, who do not understand much, may do great harm. Some souls may think that they cannot meditate on the Passion, and much less on the Blessed Virgin, or on the lives of the saints from the remembrance of whom we derive such great benefit and comfort. I cannot understand what they meditate upon, if thus they abstract themselves from everything corporeal. For, to be always on fire with love belongs to angelic spirits, not to us who live in the mortal body, and who must of necessity discourse, think of, and associate with those who, having the same bodies, etc., did such heroic actions for God, how much less should we intentionally separate ourselves from our only good, and our only remedy, viz., the most sacred humanity of our Lord Jesus Christ? I cannot believe they do so, but rather I think they do not understand themselves, and so they will injure both themselves and others. At least I can assure them, they will not enter these last two mansions, for if they lose the guide, viz., our good Jesus, they will not find the right way there. It is sufficient if they have already arrived safely at the other mansions. Our Lord himself says, I am the way and the light, and that none can come to the Father except by him, and that whoever seeth him seeth his Father. It will be said, these words have another meaning. I do not understand this meaning, except that which my soul always feels to be the truth, and with this I have hitherto gone on very well. There are some souls, and many of them have spoken with me on the subject, whom our Lord having raised to perfect contemplation, they desire always to remain there, but this cannot be. By the goodness of our Lord, however, they are affected in such a manner, that they cannot afterwards meditate on the mysteries of the passion and life of Christ, as they used once to do. I know not the reason of this, but it happens very commonly, that the understanding is then quite indisposed for meditation. I believe the reason is this, 
that as in meditation god is entirely sought after so when he is once found and the soul is accustomed to seek him again by the operation of the will she is unwilling to trouble herself by making use of the understanding it also seems to me that the will being already enkindled this noble faculty does not wish to make use of the other if it could and it acts not amiss but this will be impossible especially till she has arrived at the last two mansions it is also a loss of time because in order that the will may be able to inflame the soul it often stands in need of being helped by the understanding observe this point sisters for it is very important and therefore i will explain it a little more the soul still desires to be wholly employed in love and would wish to attend to nothing else but she cannot though she would because though the will be not dead yet the fire which used to inflame her is so extinct that it is necessary for someone to blow it in order that it may diffuse its heat would it be proper that the soul being in this aridity should stand expecting fire from heaven to consume the sacrifice which she makes of herself to god as our holy father elias did certainly not it is not proper for us to expect miracles our lord performs them as i have already said and shall mention further for the sake of this soul when he pleases but his majesty wishes us to consider ourselves so wicked that we do not deserve he should perform them and in the meantime that we should help ourselves as much as possible for my part i believe that however elevated our prayer may be this is necessary till we die it is indeed true that he whom our lord admits into the seventh mansion very seldom or ever stands in need of this diligence for reasons which i shall mention there if i remember to do so but it is very common for her not to be absent from christ our lord for she walks with him in a wonderful manner by which the divinity and humanity are together her constant company hence when the fire i spoke of before is not enkindled in the will nor the presence of god perceived it is necessary we should seek for it for this it is which his majesty desires as the spouse did in the canticles and that we ask created things who made you as st austin did i find he did so in his meditations or confessions we must not stand like sheep spending our time in waiting that which was once given to us perhaps at first our lord may not bestow again in a year and not even during many years his majesty knows the reason we should not desire to know it nor have we any reason to desire it since we understand by what way we can please god viz by the way of his commandments and counsels let us be very careful in observing them and in meditating on his life and death and remember how much we are indebted to him let the rest come when our lord shall please but they reply they cannot dwell upon these subjects on account of what i have mentioned they have perhaps some reason for saying so now you already know that it is one thing to discourse with the understanding and another for the memory to represent a thing to the understanding you will say perhaps you do not understand me this may indeed arise from my inability to express myself properly but i will do what i can i call that meditation when we discourse with the understanding in this way suppose we begin to think on the favor god bestowed upon us in giving us his only son and we stop not here but pass on to the mysteries of his glorious life or let us begin with his prayer in the garden 
the understanding stays not till it considers him fixed on the cross again we may take some point of passion to meditate on as for instance his apprehension and we proceed in this mystery to consider at length the things which are to be observed such as the treachery of judas the flight of the apostles together with other things which followed this is an admirable and very meritorious kind of prayer this is what as i remarked those souls may have reason to say whom god has raised to supernatural things and to perfect contemplation that they cannot make use of this kind of prayer why as i said i know not nor do i know the cause of it but in general they cannot make use of it yet none have reason to say they cannot dwell upon these mysteries nor often present them to their understanding especially since the catholic church celebrates them but it is impossible that a soul which has received so much from god should lose the remembrance of such precious proofs of love since they are so many live sparks which will inflame the more that love which she has for our lord it is impossible also for her not to understand them the soul understands these mysteries in a more perfect way for the understanding represents them to her and they become so fixed in her memory that merely beholding our lord prostrate on the ground in that dreadful sweat is sufficient to occupy her not for one hour only but for many days considering with a simple view who he is and how ungrateful we have been for such great sufferings the will immediately comes in though not with a sensible tenderness to desire to serve him in something for such wonderful kindness and to suffer something likewise for one who endured so much for us with other such like desires wherein the memory and understanding are occupied this i believe is the reason why she can proceed no further in discoursing on the passion and this likewise makes her think she cannot meditate upon it if she do not this it is proper she should endeavor to do it because i know that even very sublime prayer will not prevent her and i consider it is not good unless we are often exercised in this kind of meditation if on this account our lord should favor her with suspensions well and good because though she be unwilling he will make her leave what she is thinking about i consider it certain that this method of proceeding is no impediment but a great help to all that is good but this it would not be should she weary herself much in discoursing as i said at first i consider likewise that one who has arrived further cannot do it possibly it may be otherwise because god leads by several ways but let not those be blamed who cannot go along this way nor let them be judged unfit to possess such rich treasures as those are which are contained in the mysteries of jesus christ our good nor shall any one however spiritual he may be persuade me that he does right who sometimes does not meditate upon them there are certain principles and likewise means which some souls make use of who beginning to arrive at the prayer of quiet and to relish the sweets and delights which our lord gives them esteem it a great thing to be continually pleasing themselves therein now let them believe me and not be absorbed so much as i have said elsewhere for life is long and in it are many troubles and hence in order to bear them with perfection we must consider how our pattern jesus christ and how his apostles and saints bore them the presence of our good jesus and that of his most holy mother is very good company we must not leave them he is exceedingly pleased when we are affected with his sufferings though we sometimes lose thereby our own pleasure and delight much more is he pleased 
because the delight found in prayer is not so frequent but that we may have time for everything if it be said that the soul continues in the same state i should suspect this assertion i speak of one who cannot do what i mentioned before and do you likewise suspect it and endeavor to be free from this deceit and with all your strength endeavor to keep yourselves from having delights if this be of no use inform the superioress of the matter that she may appoint you an office of such care and responsibility as may free you from this danger for it is very offensive at least to the mind that it should continue long i believe i have now shown how proper it is however spiritual the individuals may be not so much to shun corporeal things as to think that even the most sacred humanity of christ might be injurious to them they allege what our lord said to his disciples that it was expedient he should go this i cannot allow certainly he did not say so to his blessed mother for she was strong in faith because she knew he was both god and man and though she loved him more than the disciples yet it was with such great perfection that his presence rather increased it the apostles then it is said by these people must not have been so firm in the faith as they were afterwards and as we now have reason to be i tell you daughters i consider it to be a dangerous way for hereby the devil may be able to make us lose all our devotion to the most blessed sacrament the delusion in which i once seemed to have been entangled did not proceed so far as this but only i did not feel any pleasure in meditating so much on our lord jesus christ i rather wished to remain in this inebriation and to await the delights thereof i clearly saw however that i was going wrong for since i could not always have this delight my thoughts went roving here and there and my soul was like a bird flying up and down and finding no place in which to rest thus i was losing a great deal of time without advancing in virtue or gaining in prayer and i knew not the cause nor in my opinion should i ever have known it because it seemed to me a very right way till having spoken about my prayer to a great servant of god he gave me some advice concerning it i afterwards clearly perceived how much i was mistaken and i never give over lamenting that there ever was a time wherein i did not understand that it is hard to gain with such great loss and though i could easily yet i would not desire any good unless it were obtained by means of him from whom all good things descend may he be blessed for ever amen end of the sixth mansion chapter seven